Hello everyone and welcome to the channel. This is episode 15 of the Business Motivation Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Ferguson, the Business Motivator. And for the first time ever on this channel, on this podcast in particular, I am the only one here. There will be no guest tonight, but that's fine. The show has to go on. Of course, the guests will be coming back, but, you know, I just decided to change things up a bit, you know, maybe bring you a little bit of a surprise, you know? All right. So the topic for tonight that we'll be talking about is how to prioritize your business vision. All right. So just to put it in the context, we're going to just go straight into it. But before that, for those you know who are new to the channel, ensure to like and subscribe, share, leave a comment. And for those who have always been watching, thank you very much for your support. And I hope you continue to you know share the videos and to you know leave a comment and to like and subscribe. All right, all right. So let's get into it a bit now, and um, we're gonna go to a definition of vision statement. Now. Business vision is oftentimes, you know, encapsulated or, you know, clearly demonstrated in a vision statement. So every business, no matter how large or small, should have a vision statement, all right? Which would be basically putting their business vision in words. That's what a vision statement basically is, all right? So a vision statement describes what a company desires to achieve in the long run generally in a time frame of five to ten years or sometimes even longer it depicts a vision of what the company will look like in the future and sets a defined direction for the planning and execution of corporate level strategies all right so there are some key points that i want to note in this definition so first of all i want to um Look at the phrase, what a company desires to achieve in the long run. Just showing that, you know, a business vision is not just for now. You have to plan for the long term because this whole business thing is, a, is more like a marathon rather than a sprint. All right. So let's keep that in mind. And of course, the time frame is generally five to ten years. So this goes back to... um several times when I've been interviewed and, you know, I would be asked by the interviewer, um, where do you see yourself in five years? And so that's the same approach that you should, you know, look at when you, when it comes down to your business, you should ask yourself, where do I see this business in five years? All right. So that would set some kind of, um, time bound getting back to that um, <laughs> later, um, time bound aspect of your mission, all right? And so it depicts a vision of what the company will look like in the future. So you must always have a vision for your business. You might think that, um, okay, right now it is small and I mean, it might not be anything much right now, but you should have it in your mind that this is going to grow. 
and it's gonna look better and it's gonna provide more products and services all right so you must always you know think highly of what you want to achieve in your business all right and um let's just go into an example here we see this triangle um the blue this blue triangle here a vision statement an example is to create local opportunity growth and impact in every community and country around the world so that sounds huge man create local opportunity growth and impact in every community and country around the world sounds crazy that sounds like the, the business vision of a massive company but the point that i'm trying to bring out here in this example is that a vision statement is normally a general statement it's very broad normally and you know that leads into the mission statement which is to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more that's just an example by the way so it brings it down a little bit you know um to the individual because you know if you impact an individual you can impact a community which can eventually impact a country so i think that's how this example is really setting things up so you're gonna have a general vision statement a general vision in mind but then the mission is where the prioritization comes in basically how are you going to achieve this vision what does it take to achieve this vision all right so now that i've set the foundation of what um, a business vision is which would then be written down as a vision statement we can get into um, just a recap of the smart goals which this is something straight from i'm actually reading gonna read an excerpt straight from prioritizing your business vision volume one if you want this um, ebook you can just email me the email will be in the description of this video all right so just to recap the goals for your business should be specific measurable achievable relevant and time-bound so there i mentioned the word time-bound again all right so it should be specific all right now you might say i'm contradicting myself because you say a vision um, statement is normally general. No, what I meant was the goal or the, the reach is normally general. Now, this vision statement is talking about reaching the world. Right? But the specific thing that they're going to do to reach the world is to create local opportunity and growth. All right? So I hope you caught that. So they're going to do a specific thing in order to reach a general goal. All right. So um, I hope you understood what I just said. Um, if you want, you can you know, just rewind, replay uh, what I just mentioned in the video. 
All right, and this should also be measurable. So goals need to be measurable in such a way that tangible evidence can be presented along the way. And, um, you know, it's, it's fun to keep track of your milestones. Yes, and um, speaking of milestone, uh, milestone, sorry, and prioritization, I recently did a podcast with Monifia Mo Maitland, the Mo Femondes podcast, which you really check that out. Um, if you watch that video, you will see how it ties in with what I'm talking about now. Prioritizing the priorities. The link to that video will be in the description. All right. So, yes. Once you have your vision statement, you're going to have to start measuring measuring up what can be done in order to achieve it. Now, these are general statements as well. I'm not going to go into some specific stuff um, as the video goes along. Achievable. So the goal should be designed like a good workout. They should stretch you slightly so you feel challenged but not cause stress or injury. So to translate that into a more business sense, um, your goal should be achievable. It should be something within your means and, you know, within your scope of expertise, all right? At least in the short term, right? Of course, when it comes down to a long-term vision, you can set uh, within yourself that, okay, you're going to educate yourself more to be more experienced with certain things, and that's fine. Short term, um, and even long term, so this is really, it has to be achievable. So don't, um, yes, it's good to have big dreams, but be realistic about those dreams. Right. Relevant, of course, this is very important. It doesn't really make sense. You start a business that you know nobody is interested in. That is like far behind time. Doesn't make any sense. That business would be irrelevant, and that would be a waste of um, investment in terms of time. And we spoke about prioritizing time in that um, more for Monday's podcast. So, really check that out. All right, time bound. Um, it, this ties in well with what we were talking about. The five to ten years um, vision statement, you know. So yes, have a time so that you know it it, it builds a level of um, not stress but urgency in which you would want to achieve um, those goals. So now that we have the general stuff out of the way, we're gonna get into some specifics, and I'm actually going to look into a few topics that um, were mentioned in prioritizing your business vision um, volume 2 all right so just to run over things a bit more all right so remember your business vision should be general something that you can achieve within five to ten years and um, that's going to be the general goal of your business. Now, we get into specifics. And how are you going to achieve that goal? Um, I think an example that I mentioned before in the podcast that I did 
was um, if you want to sell online, all right? To sell online, like an online business, for example, a lot of them are popping up these days. So one of the things that you need to have in an online business is online marketing. So you have online marketing tools out there that you can use. And just in general, you know, grassroots online marketing where you make your own content and get it out there. Things like that. You realize that, okay, so in order to have a proper online business, I have to then, you know, have a good sense of online marketing. All right, I have to have funds. I have to, oh, maybe develop an email list, stuff like that. So when you have this general vision in mind, then you're gonna have to look at what you need to do or what um, items you need to acquire in order to achieve this vision. All right, so I hope I have made that clear. All right, so we're gonna go through some of the topics um, in volume two that I think would be useful. Um, we're not going to go through everything. We don't have time for that. The link to this book will be in the description as well. So let's get into it. There are some things that you have to do, some movements that you have to make in order to achieve your business vision. Even if, even if your business vision is not as big as this one here, even if it's a small business vision, there will always be steps. There will always be a short-term vision or goal that when you know you put them together and you achieve them one by one, the milestones, then you would have been eventually achieved your long-term goal. So have that long-term goal, just to say the five-year um, vision. So you have to think, okay, within the first year, I want to achieve this, a certain thing. Then for the second year, no, I want to achieve a certain thing. All right, so let's say for the first year, you want to say, all right, I want to develop a good online presence. You try to achieve that within one year. And then, okay, though, for the second year, I want to add at least one extra product to um, what I'm selling right now. And then you use that time to try to achieve it. You get what I'm saying? So by the time the five years have passed, you have realized that, wow, I achieved my five-year business vision. All right? So let's get into it. Some of the things that you might, you will have to do when it comes down to um, prioritizing your business vision okay waiting for it to load here taking a while all right so one of the first thing that you're gonna have to do um, is to play the numbers game and that's in chapter two of this book and basically how the numbers game works it's it's just the numbers game is how a new business owner decides to tackle 
the never-ending consumer base. All right. So most businesses they try to get numbers in terms of the amount, of, the number of customers they can get within the consumer base. All right. So if you're selling a product, if you're selling banana chips, <laughs> the more banana chips you sell, the more money you earn. So that is strength in quantity of numbers. All right. So that focuses on, you know, how many. So if I sell a banana chip for $5, um, if I sell a hundred of them, I get $500. So you're relying on the strength of the numbers in terms of the sheer quantity of um, the numbers. So the more you get, the more customers you get, the more you earn. That's one way of doing it. And you know that oftentimes applies more to any business that sells products. Some would argue and say technically every business is selling a product, <laughs> but um, some sell intangible products which we call services all right that's that's how some would argue it and say but all right now we're gonna just separate them as products and services all right so that's essentially what the numbers game is about um that's one example now going to strength in numbers based on quality in numbers now this one is very important. The previous example is a good transition into this section of the presentation. Quantity in numbers is very important and takes a business and makes a business easier to scale. However, quality in numbers is also very important. All right. The concept of weight loss is often attributed to diet and exercise caloric intake versus caloric output, etc. These concepts are true, but there is more to it than that. All foods contain calories. But what is the standard of the food? Junk food will give you a high calorie count. But junk food has so much other things wrong with it. So um, the saturated fat and um, maybe some of them have hormones in it and stuff like that. So it's better to eat the same amount of calories but with more nutritious food. So uh, the more nutritious food will not give you, um, will, not, will not make you more prone to things like cancer and those things, for example. Even with the same calories. The point is, sometimes it's not how much, sometimes it's not just how much, how many people you serve. Sometimes it's who you serve. So there are some businesses out there that only serve a few people. But those people are like um, high income kind of people who are willing to pay a decent chunk of money for the service. Now the service has to be really good, all right, for them to spend money. Because believe it or not, a lot of people who have a lot of money, they don't just spend it like that just because they have it. They have to, a lot of them have the mindset that it has to be worth their money still. So. Don't just think these people are just easy to spend money just, just like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take it from me. All right. So there are some businesses like that who function like that. Even if they're not high income earners, um, 
it's just that a lot of these businesses are very niche in what they provide and so they can function based on just attracting a, a fewer number but uh, a loyal let's just use that word a loyal number of persons that will consistently provide everything so those are the two main approaches that um, business take when it comes down to the numbers game and I mean the best way though is to try and mix them as best as you can all right and of course the book does touch on that a bit and of course um if you want to see what the rest of the book says the rest of the chapter says let's get the book man um it's very inexpensive come on guys so one of the things that you need to do take your business to the next level is to scale the business all right so what does scaling mean and this is mainly for those who already have businesses and want to take it to the next level all right so one thing you have to do is to take a look around your environment and to see how further you can make an impact on the market remember the vision right if in the future of your business you want to have an impact on on your country wherever you are from you're gonna have to start with looking out into the into the environment and you're gonna have to scale all right it is very difficult for a micro business to impact an entire country you're gonna have to scale it up so you have to go to the next level all right so this is what this is talking about so scaling a business means setting the stage to enable and support growth in your company having the ability to grow without being hampered so it requires planning and some funding and the right systems staff processes technology and partners all right so basically setting the stage scaling means setting the stage for you to move up to the next level point is you have to constantly observe a business who it is running right in the current moment and you have to constantly see how best how best you can improve it so that you can make changes that makes it easier now for you to go to that next level because when you have an inefficient system running getting more money and more technology doesn't necessarily mean exponential growth in your business and going to the next level if the way how you're running the business is bad the extra money and the extra technology might not be put into best use so when you're scaling you have to ensure to rearrange your system first so that you can allow these um, new investments to have a better impact on what you want to achieve in your business vision all right so just more money and more technology alone will not solve everything there's a concept called diminishing returns <laughs> where um basically the more things you add on it basically overwhelms the system and doesn't really make it more efficient so you're getting same output or maybe less output even though you're putting in more resources so you don't want that to happen to your business so you have to learn how to set things up so of course more details about that will be in will be in the chapter of this book and that's chapter three all right 
So guys, some really important information in this book for those who have business already. And you know, you want to prioritize that business vision. All right, um, we might get to look at one more um, example, one more topic. Okay, benchmarking. Uh, this is a very important one. Chapter four of this book. So it is simply the process of measuring your business success to your competitors to discover how much, how to improve your performance. All right, so you have to keep your eyes out there. Um, in the scaling example I mentioned, looking at your environment, and you have to also look at your competitive environment because um, even though you're within a niche, doesn't mean that there's nobody else around <laughs> that is doing similar things to what you are doing. All right, and it's good to um, learn from them. I think the saying goes, keep your friends close and your enemies closer, <laughs> something like that. In this case, you can look at um, your competition in the market as your quote-unquote enemies, and you can learn from them, you know? And if they're doing something better than you, you can say how best you can improve yourself so that you can remain a competitor in the market. This business thing is not a bit of roses. There are other really smart people out there who are doing their thing and they just have to compete. That's just what it is. That's how it works. All right. Because even though you're going to have your own customers, they have their freedom of choice to choose somebody else so if it is that you have to benchmark compare yourself to other to your other competitors to see what they're offering to see if you can offer a similar thing um in order to keep your customers that's what you're gonna have to do sometimes uh one example is probably not the best example but flow and digital they are benchmarking from each other so much <laughs> As soon as Flow comes out with a data plan, Digicel come out in one the next day, and vice versa, whatever plan or product it is or service. Because they know that, you know, sometimes people are fickle and they would easily switch based on what is offered. So they have to constantly be in competition with each other. Okay, so I hope you get the drift. And there are different types of benchmarking. So you have benchmarking based on price, based on profits, based on product, based on service, and based on um, operations. So this chapter of the book goes into a little bit more detail when it comes down to those um, benchmarking methods. All right. And, you know, just because you have customers and you're doing well, doesn't mean that you cannot learn from um, anyone else. And for those um, who think that they, you cannot learn from a different industry, trust me, you can. Don't underestimate um, learning from a different industry. If you're in the food industry, like you know, pastries or stuff, stuff like that, you can learn from the fashion industry. The um, yeah, the fashion industry are the 
clothing and textiles industry. Maybe you can look at how they um, match colors, for example. I'm just trying to put an example out there. See how they match colors and stuff like that. And who knows, maybe you can try to do similar color matching when it comes down to your pastries. Um, match certain colors in terms of the icing you put on the cake or whatever. You can never know what you can learn from a different industry as well. So keep an open mind when it comes down to benchmarking. Don't just stick within your industry. Because who knows, the inspiration that you get from another industry might be the thing that sets you apart from your competitors and give you the edge. And that's what benchmarking is about. Something, some information, some method you can find out that can give you an edge over your competitors. And sometimes you have to observe your competitors in order to see what you can do better in order to get that edge. All right. So, um, I don't know how long we've been going on. <laughs> but, you know, I hope you get the drift of what I'm trying to say. When you have a general vision statement, there's always going to be things that you need to do in between, for lack of a better phrase, in order to achieve that vision. Try to set up plans to determine your milestones, what you can achieve within a set time until you reach that vision. So if your vision is five years, see what you can do in the first six months or in the first year. Set a goal for that. Alright, and then when the years add up, you see that you might have achieved it. If it's 10 years, same thing. Alright, so whatever your business vision is, whether large or small, set aside milestones that you can, you know, step to achieve it. Do not overwhelm yourself. Don't try to do two years worth of work in six months. Alright? <laughs> Trust me, the burnout is real. It's a real thing. Alright? So guys, um, I hope this has been some level of encouragement to you in terms of prioritizing your business vision. Set that goal and put things in place in order to achieve it. Alright? And of course, if you need help with that, I am always here to help you out. Of course, you can get... Um, Prioritizing your business vision, volume one. It's free. Just email me. Email will be in the description and you can get it. And um, for prioritizing your business vision, volume two, the purchase link is in the description. All right. Very, very inexpensive, guys. All right. Cool. Um, so I hope you learned something from this and I hope you will continue pressing on your business vision all right set those milestones and of course you can always you know give me a shout for those who need help with um setting those milestones all right um if you have any questions if you have any, if you have any concerns or any comments leave them in the comment section below all right i need to hear what you have to say i crave your feedback and let's get the conversation going. Um, by the way, there are announcements coming in the future from me. Um, I have some things in 
place in terms of serving you, consultations, etc. And of course, I'm going to ensure that it's going to be good quality stuff. All right. So just look out for announcements from me for those who are following me on this channel and on my Instagram. My Instagram will be in the description. Yeah. So that's it from me. I hope you have learned something. And um, this has been episode 15 of the Business Motivation Podcast for the first time. Just me. <laughs> I am your host, Matthew Ferguson, the Business Motivator. And always remember to stay motivated. All right? We'll see you. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace out.